All right, y'all. So today is going to be a very special episode, and that is an understatement. So recently, I got into this show called Kid Nation, and uh, it's pretty much a reality TV show from 2007, and it was a show about a bunch of kids that have to live in a, I guess, abandoned Western-style town in the middle of the desert in New Mexico. And they pretty much, there's 40 kids, they have to stay for 40 days, and every couple days, a, a kid from the show will get a golden star that's worth $20,000. And they pretty much just try to prove that kids can run a town themselves without adults. Like, that's kind of the uh, the object of the show. Phenomenal show. Uh, it went on for, I think, 13 episodes uh, and only one season because a lot of people saw it as being very controversial. Uh, they thought it was ridiculous to have these kids out here you know, with minimum help, uh, with just, you know, you know, not, a, not enough supervision for some of the kids. You know, the kids range from eight years old uh, to 15 years old. And a lot of people just saw this as being a really bad idea. So it got canceled after one season. But I can tell you right now, it was a phenomenal show. I 10 out of 10 recommend it to anybody. It's all on YouTube and it's available if you want to go see it. I recommend you watch it. But anyway, I was fascinated by the show, so I decided I would reach out to some of the kids who are now, you know, I guess around 13 years older than they were on the show. I decided to reach out to the kids and see if I could get an interview with any of them on my podcast. And sure enough, one of them wrote me back after I messaged about four of them. One of them wrote me back on Facebook and said she would be fine with it. Her name is Savannah. She was, I think, 10 years old on the show, which means she's now, if you do the math, she's around 23. So she's about 23 years old, and she will be with us today on the show. And it's going to be incredible, and I hope you guys enjoy it. This is my interview with Savannah from Kid Nation. Enjoy. Okay, we're recording now, so we're good to go. Okay, for, okay. All right. First of all, uh, hello, Savannah. Um, let me get let's let's just get started off real quick because this is the first question I really had because to me this is very interesting. Um, how did you get chosen to be on Kid Nation? How did that work? Okay, so um, how I got selected to be on Kid Nation? I don't know if you've done any research or looked up any of the kids that were on there but most of the kids had very outstanding childhoods they like Anjay won the national spelling bee um there was some kids who did like some rodeo things I myself on the other hand had nothing exciting happen to me um <laughs> My dad actually sent in an audition video for Survivor, and um, I was in his video in some way. I don't remember the video exactly, but I think it was something to the effect. I was like in the background, or I was like riding my four-wheeler. I really don't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, But then the casting people from CBS called my dad, 
and they were like, hey, my dad's name is Mike. They were like, hey, Mike, we saw your video, and we're really interested in talking to you about it. And, of course, he thought, wow, this is about me. I'm going to be on Survivor. I get, I get an audition. No. he. Um, they wanted to know about me, and they saw that I was in the age range of kids that they were looking for and wanted to know if I would be willing to come to, like, an open casting call. It, well, it wasn't really an open casting call. It was, like, a invitation interview in Lexington, Kentucky. And so we went, and they loved me. They liked my accent. They liked the stories that I had to tell. And so then I got sent to um, – we went to California – for a week and met with some producers and different people from CBS and we had a lot of interviews there like I think I interviewed with Tom Foreman and just a lot of different people and after that they were like yeah you've made it through the interviews everybody likes you we want you to be on the show so that was kind of my interview process and how they found me golly okay that is very interesting i did not expect any of that um i did see yeah. that you know michael from the show yes yeah so he did a reddit ama so ask me anything on reddit and he said that yeah it sounded like his experience was very different from yours but in some ways similar because he said they just found out like uh he was at a some kind of like music rock band camp or something and they pretty much yeah. reached out to the camp and they're like, hey, do you have anybody that fits like this narrative? Like, oh, you know, a long haired hippie kid from the Northwest. And it's like, oh, yeah, this kid. And they're like, oh, he looks good. So it seems like yeah. they were really digging deep to find these kids. It's honestly very impressive. Uh, yeah, so they wanted like equal representation throughout like the whole country. Yeah. Like, they didn't want, you know, just kids from California or just kids from New York. Like, they wanted everybody. And they pretty much they pretty much found that. that that's kind of what the demographic was, was just pretty much one person from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw that. It was weird to me because you would see some states that would have, like, two or three kids. And then a lot of states obviously wouldn't have any kids. And for some reason, like, for example, Kentucky, it was you and Kennedy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So why do you think they were so like, it was almost like, oh, we want a Southern kid. So Kentucky's a good Southern state. Let's go there. Is that, I mean, do you feel like that's kind of how they did it? Because I would feel like they would want to get kids from as many different states as possible. Yeah. So like um, Kennedy, I think I'm not 100% positive on this, but the way I understood how they recruited Kennedy was she was a part of like a, uh, all-star tennis team or something okay um yeah and so she was from like a nice family she was a part of tennis like a very elite sport um and then they and she's from northern kentucky which is vastly different from where i'm from which is southeastern kentucky um very just a very different two very different places like kennedy and i even though we're from the same state we do not have this we didn't have the same life experience and i think that's what they were going for was just like kids who had um 
just d- different life experiences and how they were raised and stuff just to see how the uh, social experiment would work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. So when you, like, as a kid, how, you I guess you were, were you 9 or 10 when you were going through the, the interview process? My very first interview was on my 10th birthday. Okay. So, yeah, so, so as a kid, because that's pretty young, were you, like, were yeah. you thinking, oh, man, this could open up so many doors to who knows what? Or were you just kind of like, overwhelmed and didn't really know what to think of the whole thing what, what was going through your head when you were doing these interviews um it was very overwhelming just because i had never experienced anything like that and um also like it was just there there was like a communication barrier too because it was like they expected me to be this you know very well put together person and they're asking me questions and I'll just, you know, be myself and be normal. And they would like try to lead me into a direction of like a certain answer and I really wouldn't go with it. So maybe that's why they liked me, that I wasn't easily swayed into like answering the way they wanted me to answer. Yeah. So I had never really experienced that. Um, so that part was overwhelming, but also I was, and I'm still like this now, like somebody offers me, Hey, do you want to go here and do this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. That's fine with me. I've never really had that fear of like trying something new or going anywhere. So yeah, I was just, my, when my dad asked me, he was like, do you want to interview for this show? Like he was very like kind and concerned. Like, Oh, Savannah, don't worry. You don't have to if you don't want to. And I was like, yeah, dad, I want to do it. Like, I think that would be fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just like up for whatever it, I didn't really have any fear to go and do it. Yeah. So you said your dad, uh, was trying to get on survivor and he did a uh, tape. Did what was he, does he have a history of like, maybe has he ever done something kind of on the level of a kid nation where it's like, Oh, it was kind of TV related or did he just, was he just a big survivor fan? He was like, Oh, I want to try. Yeah. No, he's just a big survivor fan. And he's like me a lot. Well, I guess I would be more like him since he is my dad. Um, like he just has always been a go out and do new things like try crazy stuff. Yeah. He tried out for the Olympic bobsled team one time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's like whatever goes with the flow. Like, and he loved Survivor. That It was really popular at the time, which, I mean, it's still pretty popular, but yeah. he was just like, well, I'm going to give this a try. I think I can make it. Yeah. And I was seen in the video. Golly, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, it's funny that they responded to y'all and you got that offer from them. Because I actually did a Survivor video myself. And uh, I never heard anything back from them. <laughs> it's like, dang. I, I thought I did a pretty good video, but I guess I didn't. Um, okay, so let's talk about like day one. So day one, I guess y'all, where did y'all meet before y'all headed out to the desert? Okay, day one was terrible (laughs) like that was just absolutely horrible okay so to get there we had to fly to albuquerque new mexico and um then we got a rental car or whatever and that we were supposed to get a rental car and go to santa fe drive to santa fe so uh my mom was the one that dropped me off and she 
historically has not been the most responsible person. Yeah. So we missed our flight there. <laughs> so they had to find us another flight and the closest one on the time frame we needed because we were loading up on the bus to go to Bonanza City at 7 a.m. that morning. And the closest one was El Paso, Texas. I mean, if you know anything about geography, El Paso and Santa Fe, they're not, you know, side by side. Yeah, no. Isn't Santa Fe in North New Mexico? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we had a super late flight. We got to El Paso. My mom, they got us a rental car. She drove us to um, Santa Fe. We got there at 6 a.m. I had stayed up the entire night with my mom driving in the car. Mm. So I had like an hour of sleep but really it wasn't even an hour like we went down and ate breakfast and stuff and said goodbye before we left i was like rushing to get on the bus we were just in a little hotel they had blocked off a like a floor of rooms for all of the people who were going on the show and their parents and um pretty much it was like a summer camp scene that we loaded up on the yellow school bus and our parents waved goodbye to us and we were on our way there. God. So when we got there, they dropped us off at like this little. Um, so, I mean, as you know, Bonanza City was like a movie set. It's called Bonanza Creek Ranch or something. You can look it up. They're still like filming things on that set. Mm. Um, but they like dropped us off at this little building that was like set up to be a house. And all of our supplies for the week or for the 40 days was there. And we had to, quote, unquote, be pioneers and go on our way to Bonanza City. And we had no clue what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got off the bus and we were like, holy crap, we are here. <laughs> and this is really going to happen. <laughs> like, uh. We didn't know. I mean, we really didn't know what to expect. Like, they didn't tell us what we were going to do. They were just kind of like, yeah, you're going to go out here and give it your best. Yeah. (laughs) So they didn't tell you anything about what to expect from the show? Like, they didn't tell you there was going to be challenges or gold stars? They didn't tell you any of that? No. Not no. God. They told us. We didn't even know we would. As far as I remember... Because, I mean, I was 10. I'm 23 now. It's been 13 years. So, I remember the most important things, but I don't remember specifics of, like, what each producer said to me all the time. Like, you know. But from what I remember, we didn't know we would be separated into teams or districts, as they called them. Yeah. We didn't know that there would be town leaders. Um. So it was like a big surprise whenever the four town council members showed up. Um, we didn't really know what to expect. Mm. So and we just were told it was going to be kind of like a camp. Yeah, yeah. God. Okay. So when you first, I guess when you first got on the bus, uh, they had the camera crew on the bus, right? Yes. So when you first noticed the cameras being around, uh, that must have been really weird for you. Like, how did you manage to get comfortable with that, or did you ever get comfortable with it? 
at that age, I never was comfortable with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just, I had never been around anything like that. I was constantly, like, staring at the camera crew, like, staring straight into the camera. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. Who are they looking at? Um, so, no, I don't think anybody ever got comfortable. I mean, there were several kids who the producers, you know, like, really talked to a lot. And, um, of course, those kids, like the original town council members i would say they were more comfortable around the cameras but personally i was not yeah yeah i would imagine that would be very i don't know you would just feel like you're always being watched and expected to do things so you're just kind of like uh am i not doing enough am i doing a good job what am i doing so (laughs) i feel like it would be very frustrating yeah and what's weird about that is so um like if we had microphones on at all times well not at night we got mic'd up every morning um, and then before we we went to sleep they took the microphones off so like if you I didn't realize that they were constantly listening to us and so like if there weren't any cameras around we all or I did I assumed that they couldn't hear anything that you were saying yeah and so we like say you were in the chicken coop and you're just up there like talking about oh this challenge is going to be stupid or I don't like what's going to happen then the camera crew or if they heard like drama happening or just anything anything interesting the camera crew would come running and you're like how did you know that you were, <laughs> that we were talking about this like, yeah. I, I just didn't have that awareness of there's always somebody listening to me and everything i'm being said is being recorded yeah uh okay so when when they first kind of gave you the rundown of um you know what this what's going to happen on the show you know the the town leaders the jobs all that crap uh, did that excite you, or were you like, oh, what is this crap? I didn't think this was going to be happening. Yeah, it was exciting because it gave us all some direction. Um, we were all just really confused and didn't know what was going to happen. So just them like letting us know, okay, there is a plan. You are here for a reason. You know, there is some direction. You'll have this... Um, the book that they have in the episodes that'll tell you what to do yeah. or what to expect. That was really, that was exciting for everybody because we were like, Oh, thank God we have some help. Yeah. Okay. So with that book, um, <laughs> uh, <fake>. yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, did the kids, were, were they, um, were they supposed to just read like a, a page for that day? And then it's like, that's it. Or were they like sneak in there, read the whole book and already know exactly what's going to happen? No, so the book was like totally fake. It was a blank book. Like, okay. It, it was okay. like a prop. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they would, the producers would have like a printed out page that they would stick in there. Okay. That would have the prompt for that time. Yeah, it was not real. Book. Okay, but when the kids were reading it, did they already know that stuff was going to happen? Or when they were reading that, they were figuring out for the first time? So, I think for the most part, we all knew that that was going to happen. Mm, okay. Um, that book was just for, like, TV purposes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because, yeah, I think that we already knew. There might have been a couple times where we didn't know. 
Um, and that might have just been because maybe the plan changed, like the producers changed the order of the challenges or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I got to ask uh, a question real quick about, I, I noticed when I was watching this show, you know, as a viewer, you just kind of expect, oh, it's in the desert. I'm assuming they filmed this in the summer because they're kids. <laughs> but then you notice that everybody throughout the whole show is always in thick jackets. How was the yeah. weather? <laughs> and like uh, one thing I also noticed, it looked like there was no, and I could be wrong on this. And I want you to answer this, but it looked like there was no heating in the living areas. Like how was the weather situation and what was all that about? It was horrible. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Like child abuse, not good. Yeah. That was that was terrible. So it was February. It was um, March, April, May. Okay. That we were there. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was the end of March, all of April, and the beginning of May. Okay. Because it was forty days, and so it was. It was cold. The elevation was super high. The wind was horrible. Um, none of us packed appropriate clothes. Like I literally packed shorts and capris because I thought it was going to be a summer camp in the desert. <laughs> I didn't know that it was going to, yeah. Like I didn't know that it was going to be cold. Yeah. Um, the producers did give us like really nice shoes, like durable shoes. They gave us a sleeping bag that was really thick. It was like rated for zero degree weather. Mm. Um, they gave us those jackets um, and there was a heater in each room at nighttime that could be turned on, but it was like a big open air. It wasn't insulated. It was pretty much just wood planks, wood two by fours with a roof on top and a couple windows. Like it was very bare bones. Yeah. We were sleeping straight on the ground in those sleeping bags. And yeah, the conditions were really tough God, we all would sleep like in one corner of the room and be like kennedy and i slept together in the same sleeping bag every night so we could be warmer <laughs> but we would all yeah we would all sleep like in the same corner of the room so we could be close together and keep the heater close to us yeah so yeah because um for me it seems like that was the most difficult and most challenging thing about the show was the weather do you feel like that's what was the hardest thing to deal with or do you think homesickness for a lot of kids was worse? I think one, I think those things, I think all factors can like combined really like one would play off the other. So if you woke up and it was a freezing cold day, and you were hungry and you were tired and you didn't want to do the challenge and or whatever and then it just so happened to be the worst day of weather ever you're like this is horrible i'm homesick i want to go home like it was you know all factors considered i don't think that one was worse than the other in my opinion yeah okay i got you yeah, it just looked like, I don't know, for some reason, it, it almost seemed like they never even brought up how cold it was. I mean, there would be times where they'd be like, like the day it snowed on the show, they're like, oh my gosh, it's freezing and the pipes froze. But it's like, as a viewer, yeah. you're looking at that thinking, oh my gosh, this looks like the worst thing ever. Because, uh, like, yeah, you're, you're, so yeah. When you're, yeah. When you're in the moment and when you're there, you're not really thinking about how cold it is. You're thinking of like, okay, we need to 
do our daily task. We need to cook food. We need to do this. Like, we need to get ready for the next day. You're not sitting there thinking, like, gosh, this is so cold and I'm so miserable. Yeah. Like, you're, but looking back, that really was a really hard part of it. But in the moment, no, we just all were like, like Taylor says, deal with it. We just... <laughs> dealt with it and moved on <laughs> yeah okay well savannah uh like i said i was gonna have to take some breaks throughout i'm gonna have to take a quick probably 15 second break hold up just a second okay. uh okay so we're back all right um all right so one thing i noticed and this was i always found it to be so funny slash uh, a bit sad honestly is um y- y'all would have a, a challenge and at the end of the challenge, you know, he shows you, all right, so here's your prizes. And it, a lot of times it would be things that as a viewer, you're thinking, oh, God, they didn't already have that? What in the world is going on here? Like <laughs> like with the beds or whatever, it's like, whoa, they didn't have beds. Okay, I figured that was just a gimme. They're going to have beds. And then like, like the uh, the washing machine, you figured that they would have something like that. Or you figured they would have uh, – the main one for me was the toilets – is it was just like, yeah. and, and this is a question my brother had, and he was saying, what would have happened had y'all not won those toilets? Because y'all could have easily lost that challenge and not gotten the toilets. So y'all just would have had one toilet for the 40 days? Yeah, and I guess at that point, I don't know if the producers would have stepped in specifically for the toilets. I don't know if the producers would have stepped in and been like, okay, we feel really sorry for these kids. We're just going to give them a few extra outhouses off camera. Nobody's going to know about it. Like, if, for say, like, for instance, if we didn't win the toilets, but I don't know what we would have done. <laughs> it would have been really rough if we truly would have had to go that full time with just one outhouse because. I mean, it was a challenge just those first few days whenever we didn't have it. Um, yeah. So thankfully we won the challenge. I would assume, just making it an assumption, that producers would have had to step in and at least give us something off scene, like off camera to help Yeah, us yeah. So we, the, the few days that y'all had just the one toilet, did it get disgusting in that uh, few days? Or how yeah, was it? like it was... It was horrible. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, overflowing in three days. Golly. I don't think that the producers had planned on having to, like, have a, like, porta potty company come and clean them out. Yeah. But they ended up having to, like, halfway through, even though we had won all of those, they had co- they had a company come out and pump the tanks out because it was just nasty i mean everything was nasty like the dishes were gross the toilets were gross our living area like it didn't matter how much you cleaned and swept it was just dusty and dirty i mean nothing was clean yeah (laughs) so yeah i noticed um you were on the green team right yeah, unfortunately. Well, I, I say unfortunately. We just did really bad in the beginning, and I had no contribution. Like, I was not in any way, like, helping them out in the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> didn't really help. So, yeah, yeah my fault. But, yeah, well, we didn't do too hot. Yeah, y'all's team. Challenges. 
Yeah, in the beginning, I was like, man, this green team, it's just sad how bad they are. And it just seemed like y'all couldn't win anything. But I genuinely believe that outside of the challenges, I think y'all were the best team, in my opinion. Did you feel that way? For sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. We got along really well. Everybody was just very level-headed and nice. And I feel like we all kind of had the same intentions. Yeah. Getting there, like we just wanted to do our best and like enjoy the experience. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree completely. We were, I think, we were the best team. Yeah, y'all definitely seem to have <laughs> good chemistry. And I, I know, like, you know, y'all had the chance to vote in a new leader, and just nobody even cared to do it because it's like, why fix something that's not broken? Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. it seemed like y'all were good. Now, I will ask this: uh, Did it? Did you? Did you get to spend a lot of time with people that were not in your group, or did you feel like you were kind of distanced from the other kids? I definitely, like, personally, I was very distant from people in other groups. I never really spent any time with the other kids. Like, I was just with my team, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. we could. I could have. It's not like the producers told us, oh, you're not allowed to interact with other people. Mm. It just, those were my friends, and that's who I wanted to be with, and that's how it was for me. Yeah. So, um, since you were on the uh, the labor class, or whatever you want to call it, um, a lot of yeah. times, what was your daily work schedule looking like as a laborer? Like, what were some of the jobs that you would have to do, and how long would it typically take to finish these things? I guess it just really depends on how good of a job how good of a job you wanted to do. So for laborers, I think if I remember right, we had to um, like throw away a lot of the trash, take it to the compost bin, uh, clean the toilets, um, clean do the laundry, I think. Yeah, I think we had to do the laundry. Yeah, okay. Uh, I do have a. <laughs> yeah, I do have a question about the laundry. Before y'all got yeah. the laundry machine, like the decent laundry machine, uh, y'all were having to clean it just like on a washboard. And I noticed in one scene they were talking about the laundry, and I think I don't know if it was Alex or who it was, but they were washing like dirty underwear, and they were like. Honestly, I don't trust my laundry with these people. It's like, so were, were a lot of kids actually washing their clothes or were most of them just like to heck with it? Um, I didn't really wash any of my clothes. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to be honest. I had, we were allowed to bring three outfits. I don't think I washed anything. Yeah. No, but. <laughs> I was there. Some kids did. <laughs> But I was just like, I'm not. And what's weird is even though I didn't wash some of my clothes, whenever I came home, like after the show was over and I unpacked my bag, I came home with like the most random stuff. I didn't have my own clothes. Some of the clothes that I had took with me were missing. And I don't know how things got switched up, but I ended up with like all kinds of random stuff that wasn't even mine. Golly, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can definitely say if I was on that show uh, as a 10-year-old, I would have definitely not washed my clothes either. Because it's like, for one, it's cold. So it's like you don't want your clothes to yeah. have to – I feel like drying them when it's that cold would be – I don't know. It would take they were a while. pretty much frozen. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that was the thing. It was a waste of time to 
forced whoever the laborer class was to wash your clothes. Their hands would be freezing. They really wouldn't even get clean. And then you have to wait several days for it to completely dry out. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like a waste of time. And the, whoever was having to wash the clothes, it was a waste of their time, too. Yeah, and I, I would imagine dealing with water and those temperatures would suck. I mean, your hands would be freezing washing that crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nathan, I mean, Nathan won a gold star because he washed clothes the whole time. That was pretty much like his self-assigned job was to wash people's clothes. And you can see in one of the episodes, like his knuckles were busted and his hands were red because um, it was so cold from having to wash clothes in that water. Mm, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Uh, okay, so how much time would y'all have for just like downtime where you can do whatever you want to do uh, during the day? Would, would y'all have a decent amount? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we did, yeah, we had plenty of time to do whatever we wanted. Um, whoever was cooking, whoever the group was, which ended up being Sophia most of the time. Yeah. Um, whoever was cooking and preparing food, they didn't really have a lot of downtime. But pretty much everybody else, like, there was plenty of time. I mean, kids, we were kids, even though there were some, you know, older kids. For the most part, we were little kids. And, I mean, we played and um, got stuff from the store. There were books that we could buy at the store, um, sat around, like, we had a lot of free time. Yeah. Now, were you ever, because it's hard for me to remember, I'm sure y'all were at some point. Were y'all ever the merchant class? Where you work maybe, in the store? Maybe once, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I think maybe just once. Yeah, see, okay, my big question with the merchant class is what's keeping, because y'all don't have any, uh, like, government governing law-abiding system there. Y'all just kind of have like, oh, yeah. you know, just trust each other. What's keeping the merchant class from just taking all the crap from the store? I don't understand what's keeping them from doing that. Yeah, I don't either. Honestly, they just didn't. Like, <laughs> we were just, that's just kind of the, the, the uh, another part of like the design of the show was just to see how well kids function on their own. Do they follow rules? Do they just do whatever they want? Yeah. And for the most part, we did, which, like, at the every three days, that was kind of the cycle. So, one episode represents three days. Yeah. Um, in our time. Mm. So, at the beginning, we're, when we're assigned our jobs, the day after the challenge, we're given um, the host, Jonathan, gives us our Buffalo Nichols. And at the end of that three day period, our challenge day, he the producers come around and collect all of the Buffalo nickels from everybody so that they can like redistribute them the next day. Oh, is that, well, you can't save your money. Um, some kids like secretly did, but you weren't supposed to. God, that's crazy. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, God, that's interesting. I was thinking, uh, cause yeah, some of those teams were in the uh, upper class quite a bit. And I was like, man, they must have a fortune by the end of this show. <laughs> yeah. But, I, would, I mean, several kids did save theirs, but we were supposed to like turn it all back in at the end of the three day period yeah. so that they could like pass it back out again. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, a lot of the behavior, like let's say good behavior on the show was due to kids trying to get gold stars? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. There, so there was a lot of kids that just were good, sweet, nice kids. Like Alex, he was so nice. Such yeah. a sweet kid. Um, and then there were some kids who made sure that when they were in front of the camera, they were on their best behavior. Um, and then when they were off camera, they were just their normal selves. But personally, I don't think that there was any kid on the show that was just, like, horrible. I know everybody talks about, like, Greg and Blaine, how bad they were. That was just, like, I think the producers encouraged them to be like that just to cause drama. Yeah. Make the show more interesting. Okay. And I what think it, that all of the kids were just pretty good. See, one, one kid that I just cannot get on board to see how she would be good would be Taylor. I know she's the famous one that everybody hates. <laughs> Was she as yeah. bad as they made her out to be? I mean, I don't know anything about Taylor's life. Yeah. Like, we're all social media friends, so I see, you know, her life. But if I had to guess, I would say she had... Never really been away from home. Never had to do anything like that, which, you know, none of us did. And the producers told her, coached her to be how she was so that she would, A, get more screen time because that's what she wanted. Mm. And B, I'm sure they told her, um, well, this is why we wanted you to come on the show because you're the quote-unquote pageant brat. And that's what we want from you, so... That's how you need to act. I don't think that she was as bad as they made her out to seem. Yeah. So did, did like the, she was always really nice to me. She was she was nice to everybody, but it was like when the camera came on, the producers would look at her and she would have to you know act a certain way. Yeah. So, but she was a lazy worker, right? Like cameras or not, she wasn't doing work. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, that. sorry. Um, wait, can you hear me now? Oh man, hold Hello. up. Ah, uh, hold up. Let me pull this thing up. Ah, uh, oh, you. okay, you can hear me. Okay, so when the cameras weren't around, she was a lazy worker, right? Like she wasn't doing work. Yeah, but also there weren't a lot of kids that were doing work really i mean like sophia she worked really hard in the kitchen there were a lot of kids that worked really hard taking care of the animals but just in general we like we didn't do a whole whole lot yeah um i think they just saw her as like good tv material and they capitalized on her and her attitude in the way she was yeah okay i got you so regarding the uh the gold stars um were there any gold stars that were handed out to people that you were just like oh what like that is just some bull crap right there they did not deserve that and do you feel like you should have gotten a gold star because i noticed you didn't and i was bummed out about it uh, and did you ever no, feel like I not <laughs> I did not deserve a gold star <laughs> at all? Uh, man. Like, no, I didn't do anything special. Yeah, I mean, nothing really. 
no, I don't think I've deserved one. I was just there. I did what I was what I was supposed to do. I didn't like I didn't like off, but I also didn't like go above and beyond to try to be the best person in the town. Yeah. Um, now, did you surely? I think a lot of people, a lot of people that got gold stars. So, this is my opinion and mine only. A lot of the older kids. So, okay, let's say me and you are on Kid Nation. Yeah. And you are four years older than me. Mm. And we do the same amount of work. You being four years older than me and having the awareness of people don't know that you've worked hard unless you tell them because they're kids. They don't have eyes everywhere. They're not the camera crew. I just thought that if I just did my job and I did what I was supposed to, I would get noticed and I would win a gold star if, you know, it was my time. The older kids knew how to promote themselves. They knew how to tell people, well, I cleaned the dishes today or I scrubbed the toilets when I thought that it was just like, you know, work hard and you don't have, it'll, your hard work will be noticed on its own. Yeah, yeah. So... I think that the reason why a lot of the older kids got gold stars was because they knew how to tell people and let everybody know, and they were louder, they were more vocal about everything they had done, um, and that just comes with maturity. Like, I, there's a big difference between a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes sense. Uh, now, did you... Were there any, hold up, hold up. What was I going to ask? Um, yeah, yeah. Did, when the show was all said and done, it had to suck to not get a gold star because those things are extremely valuable. And it's like, as a kid, 20000 is like a million dollars for an adult. So when you were done right. with the show, were you just like, dear goodness, ah, oh, man, it would have been so cool to get a gold star. Or were you not too bummed out about it? Honestly, like, I really didn't care. Um, it was on, it was more embarrassing whenever I came back and people were like, oh, you lost because you didn't get a gold star. Like, you didn't win the show. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not really how it works. It's not a winner or a loser. You could win a prize. But that was the worst part of it for me. But, like, my, my mom, we got a $5,000 stipend. My mom spent every single bit of it. Like, she was a drug addict. She used mm. all my money. So it wouldn't have mattered to me if I got $5,000 or $25,000 yeah. because I wouldn't have seen any of it anyways. Mm. So I didn't care. It okay. didn't bother me at all. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, so we, I heard on the AMA from Michael, um, the Reddit AMA, he said that they would give you an option to get the $20,000 check or uh, the gold star. You actually had a choice. Did you hear... Yes. Did you hear a lot of the kids, uh, what decisions they made on that? Or did most of them take the check or the gold star? Um, I think, I think every kid chose the check. Golly. I think there might have been one kid that chose the gold. Oh, wow. But I think every kid chose the check. Wow. And that was supposed to be like another, um, part of the like experiment was, to see if the kid would pick just the cash in their hand or if they would pick something 
that would increase in value over time. Yeah, yeah, I got you. That was supposed to like be part of the test. Yeah, too. yeah, I was because the Michael kid, he was like, I chose the twenty thousand dollar check, and I was like, man, why would you do that? But then he said it was because yeah. he's like, I mean, how do you even spend the gold star? I mean, at that age, I didn't know what I was going to do with a, gold, a piece of gold. So he's like, it was just easier to get the check. And I'm assuming the gold star couldn't be taxed, right? Uh, no. Yeah. No, we didn't have any. Was, yeah, no, there wasn't any taxes from the money that we got. Oh, wow. Even the check, they didn't tax it? I don't think so. Golly, that's crazy. Because it, uh, like, it was a stipend. It wasn't like a, we didn't get paid. It, it was just like the way that it was worded in the contract. It wasn't like we were paid actors. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, that makes sense. Um, okay, so were there any prizes in a competition that you wish y'all picked that y'all didn't pick? Honestly, the go-karts would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you watch that episode? Where oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a blast. It also probably would have been terrible. Somebody would have wrecked and like got really hurt, but that would have been really cool to have. Yeah. So, yeah, because I noticed when I was watching this show, I was always in disbelief at the things that y'all would pass up to take, I guess, the quote unquote more practical item. Uh, yeah. But when looking back on it, and really, especially as, uh, as soon as y'all got the arcade room, I realized that kids apparently cannot handle things that are fun because it just, it's going to, like, did you feel like the arcade room was as bad as the show made it out to be when it came to just yeah. making the kids lazy? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, it came to a point where the producers would have to lock the doors to the arcade room. <laughs> oh, wow. God. To keep kids from going in there. Like, if they needed us to do something. Uh, they would just like lock the doors and we didn't go in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> it yeah. Was, yeah, it was bad. I mean, like, kids have no self control. So, yeah. what do you expect? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I was. have self control, but it's just minimal. Yeah. And that's the thing. When they chose the arcade room, I was actually very surprised. But I was like, man, this is going to be the moment where you find out what these kids are all about. Because it's easy to obey the rules when you have nothing to distract you. But when you have distractions, this is going to get real. And sure enough, it was too much to handle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now I did notice uh, that um, Sophia did a great job, or it seemed from the show that she did a great job kind of taking the, I guess, the management role when the arcade showed up. Was she, how was Sophia? I really liked Sophia. Um, she had a very dry sense of humor. Um, she was a very just a dry person, but I loved that. I thought she was great. Um, she was really nice. She was a great teammate, and um, she hated drama and people like causing problems in the town. And so she just really wanted everybody to get along and us to do what we came there to do, which was to build the town. So that's kind of why she became like Sheriff Sophia was to just enforce rules and um, make sure nothing crazy was happening. Yeah. Which it was a good job for her. She did a good job at it. And I don't know how the other teams felt about her, but we loved her because she was on our team and we had, you know, already made a relationship with her. Yeah. So we, we really liked having her. 
Uh, okay, I gotta take a break real quick. Hold up. <laughs> we are okay. All right, so we're back. Uh, all right, so sounds like Sophia was all oh, she was cracked up to be. Uh, now, do you feel like because at the end of the show when they um when you know they brought in the three fifty thousand um, dollar stars, which to me I did not see coming. Do you feel like? We didn't either. We were shocked. Yeah. Do you feel like when those things got revealed, it was kind of like, oh boy, every kid's trying to find out how to win these $50,000 stars. And do you feel like they were given to the right people or do you disagree with who those went to? Um, so I think if we would have known that that's what was going to happen at the end, that people who got the $20,000 gold stars, like that kind of would have changed. Mm. So at that point, it was like they didn't really know who to give those to because they had gave stars to a lot of deserving people already. Yeah. Um, and I think it, like I, I think it was fine. Like I said, it was just all about who could promote themselves the most and put themselves out there and like make it sound good, like make it sound, make whatever they did sound good enough to get the prize. Yeah. Um, and so whoever, I don't even remember who got all three. I know. Um, yeah. I think it was uh, Sophia Migle and, uh, Oh, I'm forgetting who the third one was, but it was it was two people that had already gotten a star, and then one person, Migle, who had not gotten a star yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like Migle, she didn't do anything special. She didn't do anything like out of the way. She was just older, and could tell them like, "Hey, I've done this, and this is you know all of my accomplishments. Look at me." So of course she they would give her a star because she was able to like self self promote herself. Um, looking back now, I realize that that's how it was. But, um, at the time I had no idea that that's really the key to winning a gold star was to let people know how good of a job you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, what, what was some crazy stuff that you saw go down off camera or maybe like, crushes that were going on behind the camera that we didn't know about as viewers or uh fighting or just crazy things happening where it's like dude what did that kid just do did you do you remember seeing anything or hearing about any gossip that was going around there was always rumors that the older kids would like hook up not all of them but just like there was a couple there was that there was rumors of personally i don't think it happened like, I mean, it, the older kids could cut like Greg, um, just some of those older kids could come out and say, yeah, it really did happen. But I just don't possibly see how they could get away with it. Really? Why do you say like, that? Yeah. Well, like we were in separate rooms, boys and girls were separated. There was a door. Then each district had a, like, producer that, so, like, for the green district, there was two producers, a male and a female, that was, like, our assigned producer. Um, For the green team, her name was Gina. Gina slept on the other side of the wall in a separate room. She was there all night. 
of course, she didn't come in and, like, help us or do anything. But, like, she would have known if there was, like, somebody messing around in the room next to her. Yeah. Or she would have known if some kid got up and, like, left. Yeah. So, um, I just don't see how... Like, they would have really had to be sneaky. Which, 15-year-olds are sneaky. Yeah. You know, it's possible. But I just think it's highly unlikely. Mm. So definitely, but okay, like crushes, like you said, definitely there was kids who like had crushes on each other. I mean, mm. of course, you're out there with a bunch of kids, but it never, I don't think that it ever escalated into like kids hooking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing to even talk about. <laughs> But, but uh, it's just like, I don't know. It's something that I think every viewer is like, I wonder what these kids are doing when the cameras aren't going. Because they make a lot of these kids look so innocent and sweet. And it's like, I wonder if they really are that innocent. But uh, I don't know. Like a Greg, for example, I could see him doing some crap behind the scenes. But I just don't know. And then like the final episode, he seemed like a really good kid when he was talking to one of the kids' fathers. I think it was uh, Morgan's father. You remember Morgan? Morgan was on your... Yeah. Was she on your team? Yes, she was. Okay, yeah. So yeah. when he was talking... Yeah, and it just seemed like, wow, man, Greg's really gotten his stuff together. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, and that really kind of was the progression of all the kids, which is a cool thing to come of the show. Mm. Which, I mean, the show is like a hot mess. It was a train wreck. But, like, you know, we kind of did mature and change, and Greg wasn't so hot-headed and he wasn't so horrible um towards the end and we all kind of like found our own voice and didn't really listen to the producers as much mm. as time went on and i think that was like a really good thing yeah about the show like we kind of became more of our own person rather than what somebody was telling us to do yeah yeah now i heard uh was it Sophia that stole a uh, the phone from a producer? Is that true? Yeah, so I don't I'm unclear. All I know for sure is Michael called his family. Oh, it was Michael who called I don't his family. Know, I don't know if Michael stole the phone or if Sophia stole the phone. Okay. I don't know. Now we're I so thought it, I thought it was Michael. Mm. But also he could have been like taking the blame to keep Sophia from getting in trouble. Yeah. Now were they I were they good friends, Michael and Sophia? Yes, they were like close bestest of friends. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, God, so that happened. And then uh you said I think in your TikTok video, some kid did drink bleach. Yeah, so DK, um, Daniel, he drank bleach. So how did how People, does that happen? Was it just because he was trying to be silly and like, oh bleach, and then he drank it, or he really didn't know what it was? I don't think that there's any way that he could possibly not know what it was. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, whether it was like a dare or if he was like, I'm just going to be funny and do this. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that he got super, he drank enough that he was like super sick and had to be flown out for it. So Really? So they flew him out, yeah, I guess, via a helicopter or something? Yeah, a helicopter landed and he had to be flown out. Golly. So how long was he out for? I think like three days. Oh or two man. Days maybe. Yeah, so it was a it was a while. 
So, do you remember how the producers were reacting to that? Were they like freaking out? Yeah, they were really upset with us. Like, we had a sit down talk, and they're like, You all should not do anything like that. Like, that's just not acceptable. Um, and just went on and on and on. They're like, If this was a prank and somebody did it to hurt him, that's mm. not okay. Or if somebody dared him to do it, you all don't need to be. Doing that, like you, they they just kind of went over the importance of like you know that's a life threatening thing. If he drank too much, it could really like permanently hurt him. Or yeah, they yeah. just went over like safety precautions of like you can't do that. Yeah. Do you know where the bleach was? Was it like uh, where? Why was there bleach? Was it to wash the clothes or what was it? No, it was like um, cleaning supplies. Like they gave us cleaning supplies, okay, like dishwasher okay. liquid and stuff like that. Um, it was in. We had that little saloon. Okay. Where we had soda, and uh, it was just behind the counter. And I guess we we cleaned the countertops off with it. Um, yeah. And it was just in a bottle that we would use, like a washcloth, to clean it off with. Mm. Yeah, I noticed that the kids. I swear, it's like they wanted the saloon or the bar or whatever to be alcohol so bad they treated it just like when you were watching them drinking the cokes or whatever it was they acted just like they were just adults like at a bar partying is it was that really yeah what so it was like it was like okay we were kids we were like playing like we were like just pretending like we were you know man we've had a hard day like it was like a joke yeah and then we watched the show when it comes out and they made it look like we actually were acting like that and i think everybody was kind of embarrassed to some <laughs> level of like wow we were just like playing around being funny and then they turned it into this like serious thing yeah <laughs> God, it really was so funny because they would have the little thing where they would get like a shot glass full of something and then drop it in a cup full of something. It's like, what is this? It was so funny. Yeah, I think everybody was like pretty embarrassed by a lot of the stuff on the show. Mm. So what was, uh, who who were your best friends on the show? Like, who were the people that you really, really liked to hang out with and who were the people that you were not big on? Um, definitely Kennedy. Mm. Um, she was my best friend on the show. I really liked all of the green team. Yeah. I really liked, uh, Gollin. He was on the red team. And mm. then Alex, he was on the blue team. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if there's anybody that I disliked. I didn't like hanging out with Taylor's. That just wasn't my group of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. They seem like they had their click yeah. and that's just the way it was. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I was not involved in that. Um, and really, I didn't hang out with any of the older kids either. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Mm. Do you have a uh, Do you have a favorite memory from the show? Like a night where y'all had like a really fun hangout where it's like, oh man, I'll remember this night for the rest of my life. Or like, what was something that you just will never forget about the show? Um. So I've not actually watched all the episodes all the way through, so I can't remember. Like, I've watched them all the way through. It's just been a long time. Um, so, I, But I can't remember if they have on there the song that everybody made up. Oh, yeah. Like, that was on the very last episode. And they only showed it for, like, 10 seconds. But it was incredible. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I so instantly like that, tried to that, find that the song. Yeah, it was, yeah. So y'all made that up. 
Yeah. And that was really fun. We were like all in the little saloon and somebody was playing the piano and like they made it up. I don't I don't know if I even contributed to it, but like it was it was a lot of fun when we were all together. It, that was a really good memory. Mm. And honestly, when we raided all of the stores at the end, like all the kids just went wild. That was really fun too. Oh, because we yeah. had been wanting to do that for so long. Mm. <laughs> we were just like so excited. <laughs> break everything yeah <laughs> yeah that was a fun episode i was like, i can't believe they're letting them do this uh golly yeah, <laughs> so uh you, do you remember the kid jared yeah what what was jared like because he seems oh man i was a fan personally but he will say some ridiculous stuff was he like did you get to hang out with him much um, he was kind of a loner, honestly. He didn't really hang out with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, he was just kind of crazy. Not in a, not in like a, you know, I'm going to go off the deep end and do something crazy. He just always had a quirky comment or just a different perspective to every situation. Um, and he was just like so funny when Jared talked, everybody listened because you just knew it was going to be hilarious yeah. what he was going to say. Mm. Um, yeah, he was, I, I was actually very sad on, on the last episode when he wasn't given one of the gold stars. Cause it, he's just such a character that you felt like he needed to have a gold star. It's like, there's no way you can go the whole series without giving this kid a gold star. And somehow uh, they, they yeah. did it. <laughs> But yeah, um, so would they have uh, would they have boundaries for y'all? Like, were y'all allowed to um, go out and let's say, oh, I'm gonna go explore around the desert area, or would they be like, oh no, you're not allowed to leave the city? Yeah, you could go if you wanted to. I mean, nobody mm. really wanted to. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want, like, if you, we were like, yeah, that's just there's no water that's far away. Yeah, like, what's out there? Mm. Yeah, but you could. There were some kids that went. And found like a skull, um, like a cow skull or whatever. Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I think Jared and Alex went and found some bones from a cow <laughs> in one of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. So some kids went out there and played. I think there were some kids that like tried to go cow tipping one night. I don't mm. know that that really worked. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could do whatever you wanted, really. Golly, uh, so were there? When you were on the show, I have a few more questions, but uh, when you were on the show, did you find like, were you thinking, hmm, how can I get more time on the camera because I want to be, you know, one of the popular characters on the show that gets all the airtime? Or was that, was that important to certain kids and were they trying to like work their magic to get more airtime? Um, that was not important to me at all. And like, honestly, I think there were a lot of kids that didn't really care. Mm. There were some, like Taylor and Greg, they wanted to be in front of the camera. Um, so, yeah, definitely there were some kids that wanted to be in the spotlight. But for the most part, I think a lot of the kids didn't really care about yeah. the cameras. Mm, yeah. I, it was weird because you'd be watching the show, and like six episodes in, a new kid will pop up, and it's like, whoa, who is this kid? I've never seen this kid before. And for me, I felt like some of the kids just straight up, you almost didn't even know who they were because they were almost never on the camera. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. Which I guess, because yeah, like Survivor, Survivor only has 20 contestants and they go down every week. So it's really easy to get yeah. to know the Survivor contestants. But with 40 kids, and I think the end, I think there was what, 37 or something, 38? Yeah, three kids went home. So yeah, it was thirty-seven. So it's so hard to get all these kids on the camera uh, when there's so many of them. So I guess they just had to find like the top fifteen that were, I guess, entertaining and just kind of go with that. Yeah, and that just like that kind of just shows how the producers were. They just really encouraged those top fifteen or top twenty or whoever it was, um, just to continue acting the way they were acting. And yeah. The ones who would listen to the producers and do what they said and, you know, act the way that they wanted them to act would get on the camera. And then the other kids who were like, yeah, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. They just didn't get any camera time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, I have a few more questions. Uh, one is there was something that I read on the Internet. Now, I don't know if this is true. You tell me if it's true. Uh, on the episode where they were like, oh, uh, Bonanza City is disgusting, and they had to clean up all the trash, did the producers really bring in trash to dump it in there that wasn't y'all's trash? Um, I think that there was some extra trash. Yeah, it wasn't as dramatic and exaggerated, because I read the same thing online. I, mm. was think, I can't remember who wrote that. But, um, yeah, they did bring in, like, broken chairs and, like, broken furniture and stuff. But they didn't bring in, like, food trash or, like, anything like that. I think they just wanted the pile of garbage to look bigger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they also didn't make the kids bury the trash that they had brought in. Okay. Okay. Yeah golly <laughs> okay so um two more questions for you one is uh do you think after everything's said and done do you think this show was actually a good idea or do you th personally think it's a terrible show that should have never been made yeah it should have never been made really absolutely. so <laughs> yeah like that's horrible <laughs> well do you feel like when you were there and done with it did you feel like you were like in a situation that should have like was I don't know, I guess a little inhumane and just like people trying to get a show off of kids and it's like, oh, this would be funny. And then the kids are like pretty much going through hell during it. <laughs> or do you feel like kids came out better than when they went in? I mean, I don't know of either of those options. I think that they expected the show to be similar to how filming adults is yeah so i mean like with survivor i think they expected the p the kids to act that kind of in the same way that the adults on survivor act mm. when in reality kids and their minds and their needs and just everything about kids is completely different from adults and i think that the producers were not prepared for that and i think that they realized that during filming but mm. at that point, it's like they've spent so much time and so many resources that they it's like too late to cancel, too late to turn back. So they just saw the project through. Okay, I got you. Oh, dang, we're getting a uh, an amber alert right now. Hold up. <laughs> um, 
Okay, hold up. Sorry, that was ridiculous. Okay. Um. Anyway, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, all right. For some reason, uh, we've been getting Amber Alerts in Alabama. I don't know why. Um, okay, so the, the last question I have is, after the show, when everything was finished and you went back to your hometown, were you seen as kind of like the – because are you from a small town? Yeah, very small town. Okay, were you kind of seen like did everybody know, oh, that's the girl that was on that show? Or how did it kind of change your life after you were done with it? Um. I don't know if, like, me, I think being on the show definitely taught me a lot about myself and, like, really changed my life personally. But as far as, like, changing my life with, like, people who know me or being recognized, no. I mean, like, for a little while it was cool. Everybody was like, oh, that was so cool you were on that show. But, um, and maybe for like a couple of years after that, people were like, oh yeah, I remember she was on that show or they would notice me or like we on, we, my dad took me on like a, fa- a vacation that next year. And, um, there was somebody that like recognized me in Florida. Mm, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh my gosh, you're that kid from Kid Nation. I was like, yeah, that's weird that you know me. Yeah. No, we were in North Carolina. We weren't in Florida. But anyway, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, it was cool being recognized for a little while. But, like, no, I don't think it, it changed anything about my life. Like, there's some people that I've known forever that still don't really know much about Kid Nation. Mm. So, when, how long yeah. has it been since the last time somebody, uh, like, said, oh, are you the girl from Kid Nation? How long has it been? Oh, my gosh. a super long time. I mean, probably... <laughs> Yeah, I was probably like 13 the last time, like 10 years ago. Um, Since I've made those TikTok videos, I just made those for fun. Like, I don't care about people recognizing me or knowing that I was on it. Like, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah. So it's just weird that people comment it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, Mm. it just makes me feel kind of like, I don't know. It's exciting. It's fun, but. Yeah. No, I've not been personally re- recognized because I think I look a lot different now than I did at the time. So. Yeah, I think you do as well. When yeah. I was watching the TikTok thing, yeah. I think the accent is what gets me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. But uh, so did anything at all come out? Like, did anybody reach out to you after the show and was like, hey, you know, what would you think about doing uh, this little show or this gig? Or did nothing come of it? Um. Yeah. So I got an email you know, the, like, remake of True Grit that they have. Oh, wow, really? Um, yeah, I got an email to, like, audition for that show and or that movie. Yeah. But um, we got snowed in, and I couldn't go. Like, I was literally trapped at my house. And yeah. we didn't have electricity, so we also couldn't tell them, yeah. like, hey, I can't come to this. Dang. But that was pretty much the only thing that came out of it. Oh, wow. Uh, hold up just a sec. I got one more break out to take. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. So I guess um, the only thing I really want to know at this point, I think I've heard everything for the most part. Uh, so that was the the only oper- uh, the thing that came out of it was the True Grit thing. And what exactly were they wanting you to be like a, uh, I guess, just kind of a side little character or a decent size role? Or what? what, what kind of – do you remember what the email was stating in it? I think they wanted me to audition for, like, the main role. God. Yeah, which I would have not been a good fit for that at all. 
like looking back, that's just not. Yeah. The girl who did it like that really worked out for her. Like mm. I don't remember her name. Yeah. Um, me and her actually have the same birthday, which is kind of funny. Oh wow. But um, yeah, no, I would. That was, I think, they wanted me to be the main person, but God. glad that it didn't work out because I don't <laughs> think that would have been a good fit. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. And last thing I want to ask is, uh. Do you do you keep in touch with any of them like on a regular basis outside of just being their friend on Facebook? Uh, do you do y'all have any reunions ever where y'all get together and hang out? Well, what's and like Kennedy? Does she still live somewhat close to you in Kentucky, or do you never hear from her? Um. So we went to college, like for undergrad at the same like within about an hour of each other we never got to meet up um i really regret that i wish we could have Mm. now she lives in like southern ohio and i'm going to graduate school in east tennessee okay so uh we're kind of far apart now Mm. but i actually talked to olivia this like olivia and mallory this morning really and yeah and olivia wrote a book about kid nation are you serious and yeah and she is trying to get it published she just made a youtube her and mallory made a youtube video and she's trying to get her find a publisher for her book so she's doing some really cool stuff um mm. and I, yeah we're this morning about that god that is really cool i've got to find that book <laughs> i gotta read that yeah all right so no reunions y'all haven't had any reunions they had a small reunion. I think there was just like five or six kids that went. They like met up at Kings Island in ah, okay. Ohio. Um, I didn't go, but I think a few kids went. Um, Kennedy and Anjay met up recently. And mm. um, she was in Seattle where he lives. Or I don't, I don't know if he lives in Seattle. They might have just been in the same city yeah. at the same time. But, um, they met up. And there have been kids like Olivia and Anjay are still really close friends. Wow, yeah. Olivia and Anjay? I thought Olivia hated Anjay. Yeah, that was like, I don't know. She was always yeah. so not she impressed with his leadership. <laughs> yeah, she was mean to him, but it was like a love-hate thing. Yeah, okay. Well, all right, uh, Savannah, I think that's going to be it. Um, thank you so much for doing this, seriously. I reached out to like four other people, and nobody replied. So <laughs> you're the uh, only one. You yeah. reach out to Olivia. She, I guarantee you she would do it. Oh, wow. Okay, I might have to uh, try to find Olivia. I found Mallory. I think I did find Olivia. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to consider it, <laughs> especially if she's writing a book. I feel like she'll be really excited to talk about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But all right, uh, I'll send you my podcast when we're done and a message. So if you want to listen to this, you can. If you don't, I totally understand. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, thank you for doing this, Savannah. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. All right, thank you. Bye-bye.